अन्ये मधर्थे त्यक्त मी really speaking everybody knows from the mahabharat bishmacharya was not there with the kauravas not many people would be with duryodhan neither his cause was inspiring for them many of them were threatened many of them had some liabilities and others were there because of bishmacharya but you know they have come here to give up their life for me so you can see his ego that they have come here to give their life for me and of course there is a certain pun here also that really speaking they are all going to die anyway they have come to give up their life for me but that's not what duryodhan really means but basically they are definitely going to die in this battlefield sarve yuddha visharada and those who are quite adept or skilled in battle and then he says and this verse has been explained very beautifully by two different commentators and they do not contradict each other but is a nice uh, thing to know both the commentators meaning aparyaptam tadasmakam aparyaptam tadasmakam balam bhishma bhirakshitam पर्याप्तम दिस वर्ड विच मीन्स गेन्ड इन सफिशियंट नंबर्स so if you see the pun on the word aparyaptam tadasmakam yeah aparyaptam means insufficient insufficient means unlimited is my army hmm? asmakam our army is unlimited and bhishma bhi rakshita and it has been protected by the sensible the stalwart the greatest invincible and intelligent warrior bishma paryaptam a paryaptam insufficient no paryaptam sufficient means sufficient means limited to indeed idam etesham their balam their army and who is it protected by bhima bhi rakshita is protected by bhima see 
Bhishmacharya, everybody knows what an intelligent, what a mighty, precise warrior he was. Everybody knows about that. And Bhima, even though he was mighty and big, but being mighty and big, Bhima was highly emotional and quite erratic. Actually, quite erratic can be very dangerous. Because those who are predictable, but he's very unpredictable. So much so that there's a story that say about Bhima, which shows his very cute but very unpredictable nature. When Yudhishthir was king, he was also very charitable. Nobody would ever come to his court and not get something when they came there. Some gift, some offering, he would give them. However, one day when the treasury was closed, when the treasury was closed and the court was just adjourned as you would say, that time a Brahmin came there from a long, long travel, long distance travel, he had come there and he came into the court and Yudhishthira was just getting up from the throne. So he said, be my guest, enjoy the luxuries of the palace. Tomorrow I'll give you much more than what I would have given you today. Treasury is closed. Because considerate king, you know, just like, you know, you can walk into the dining hall anytime. But those who are serving, they have to wait, you know. So he was very considerate. So he said, come tomorrow. Meanwhile, Bhima heard this. He goes on the top of the palace, takes up drums and declares, whole, whole of the nation, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate for our king Yudhishthir has become immortal. Yudhishthir who has never lied. Here's his brother announcing that he has become immortal. Goes up to the terrace and says, Bhima, what are you saying? Where did you get this rumor from? He said, you only said it. You don't lie. He said, when did I say it? He said, when you said hmm, that you can come tomorrow, you were guaranteed that you'll be alive tomorrow, no? <laughs> can anybody give that? This is Bhima. <laughs> so, you can understand, our army is insufficient means it is unlimited and their army is limited. Our army is protected by Bhishma and their army is protected by that erratic Bhima. But there's another way you read this. See, the Sanskrit language is so beautiful. No? Insufficient in inspiration is our army. Protected by Bhishma, who's got all his sympathy for the Pandavas. <laughs> and therefore, Aparyapta. <laughs> the meaning only changes. Huh? <laughs> yeah? Aparyaptam. The meaning only changes. And their army protected by Bhima is sufficient. Means that it is self-sufficient. That even though smaller, it is self-sufficient army. Because whoever were there for the Pandvas were fighting on the Pandvas side for the cause for which the Pandvas, they had a common purpose and goal. While no one in the Korva's army had a common purpose or goal. In fact, later on, even find even Karna saying, many a times to Duryodhana that you were wrong. Then why did you fight with me? Because I'm obliged to you. 
that you gave me the kingdom. So even he was finding, fighting out of his obligation. Nobody was fighting for Duryodhan or for the cause for which Duryodhan was fighting. And yet, you know, my army is bigger, he boasts of. You know? So you can see how the mind of such a person reflects. Further. Ayaneshu cha sarveshu bhavanta now he realizes that there is no common goal and it's important for a leader to bring about a sense of unity and synergy that everybody must have a common goal for which they are, by which they are inspired. And you can see that even he realizes that there is no common goal for which all these army in his side was standing for. So he proudly says, they have come to give their life for me. Then why did he not say, then listen to me. No? See what he says. Ayaneshu cha sarveshu yatha bhagam avastita. All the various divisions, Ayaneshu, divisions of the army. Sarveshu, all of them. Yatha bhagam which have been divided according and planned very beautifully and divided. Avastita, which have been stationed, well planned in their various strategic places. Bhishma Eva Abhirakshantu. May you all protect Bhishma. Because you know that one thing that everybody would stand for is Bhishma. Also, that if Bhishma really goes, he doesn't stand a chance. Therefore, protect him only. He doesn't say protect me. He's the Raja, no? He's the king. The king has to be protected first. Vajir, Vazir comes next. You know, normally also when they have in the army. But protect Bhishma alone. See, see again, when the wicked minds, they are faster than good minds. I'll tell you one thing that you can give them the credit. Selfish people are faster than sharing people, you know? You know that, you know? They're faster. So immediately, see how suddenly he changes and see how he consoles himself. See how he covers up his fear. And see how he immediately turns around to change things towards his own, in, in, uh, in favor of him. See how he does that, no? This is how such minds work. And therefore, sometimes we feel that they seem to achieve. They seem to have no guilt. But there is guilt. But they know how to cover it up. They cover it up with their arrogance, etc. So, Bhavanta Sarva Evai. Now, when Duryodhana was voicing like that, any wise person will realize that he is blabbering away. At the same time, he is going on insulting. Dronacharya and sooner or later the whole spirit of the army when they see their king so insecure will decline obviously and therefore 
to distract everybody and to cheer him up. The old grandsire Bhishmacharya, he blew the conch and the declaration of war took place from the side of the Kauravas. So Pandavas became only protectors. Even there, they were not attackers. They were only protectors. And protecting your nation, protecting your people is not adharma. Hmm? It was not like both sides were on war, so so what? And Bhishma blew his conch. Tasya Sanjanayam Harsham Tasya Sanjanayam Harsham Guru Vridha Pritamaha Guru Vridha Pritamaha Simhanadam Vinadhyochai Simhanadam Vinodhyochai Shankham Dattmau Pratapaha Tasya for Duryodhana Sanjanayan Harsham to cheer him up Kuru Vridha Pitamaha The eldest, the most revered of the Kurus, the great grandfather. He was called grandfather because there was no other grandfather. He was a Grand uncle, but they called him as grandfather because he brought them up as his own children. Simhanadam Vinadya Uchaihi. Like a roar of a lion, having sounded loudly his shankam, his conch, his conch, he blew his conch. And which conch? Dadmau Pratapavan, he blew his mighty loud conch. Now, something now all conches are going to be described and then say, Come on, I mean, anyway, it's part of the story. Is Vedvyasa taking poetical license, really speaking? But you know, today, when you ladies have got those branded handbags, <laughs> now don't say, What I have got about this branded handbag, just to make you understand. No? I'm carrying this brand, I'm carrying that brand, uh, even amongst you know, uh, electronics, you know, you're either Android or either Apple, you know. So you kind of have that brand name, you no? Know? And that brand, see in olden times, the conch that you blew or the instruments that you played was your brand, basically. You no, know? it's a declaration. And the sound of each conch is different. And therefore, when Bhishma used to blow his conch, everybody knew that if Bhishma is coming, defeat. If they oppose, there will be defeat. So you can say that when Bhishma blows his conch, can you imagine everybody's heart starts trembling that here the warrior has come who is invincible. So when he blew his conch, Tasya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha Pitamaha Simmanadam Minadyochehi Shankam Dadmau Pratapavan. And this mighty conch, that sound of the conch. See, conch can be, you know, when you blow into it, it sends this sound reverberating everywhere. 
and in the battlefield it can you know it, it has an effect on your heart it can have a positive effect can have a negative effect from a temple when you blow it you know if you're on Janmashtami tomorrow you, know, just see, you feel that you know how that conch sound just brings your mind and you blow that conch everybody's attention comes to there and knows who's the warrior behind blowing the with such might and can you imagine such an old man normally any one of you take up a conch <laughs> you don't even have the strength of breath to push your air into that conch for it to start resounding no can you imagine even though he's old and might you he's his third generation before you know so he must be in his late late and those days they live longer you can't even tell the, the uh, age of him krishna and arjuna were 84 and they were considered as youngsters huh? you can imagine no what must be his age and when he blows the conch you can still see he doesn't have asthma he's not like <laughs> <laughs> Pratapavan. But even at old age, what a mighty warrior he was. What a disciplined person he was. No? See, already. Near <laughs> sound of him. He'll come back in one minute, so don't worry. No? The sheer sound of him no? terrorized, terrorized everybody. No? That was the condition. No? So he blew his conch. You can see, the moment he blew his conch, everybody who was sitting there like you, suddenly lights are gone, nervous, what's happening, what's going to happen. Everybody started, everybody started blowing their instruments. Tatha Shanka Shabdas to Malo Bhavata. After he blew his conch, it, it immediately everybody from their stupor just rose up and the whole Kuru and uh, Garva army started playing their instruments and some Tata Shankascha Bhairyascha. So some blowing their conches, others, you know, banging their drums. Some blowing the cow, uh, the cow horns. Hmm? The olden times they used to blow those cow horns. Because anything which has got hollow makes a lot of sound. So every one of them started playing <laughs> their Panavanaka Gomukhaha. So they played their tabors, their drums, their cow horns. And Sahasa Evas. And that also suddenly, just like, you know, there's the. Because you saw the, when the light came suddenly, how that was. A, hmm? So suddenly they blew it. No? And they suddenly blared forth that now it started blaring forth. No? And Sir Shabda Tumulaha Abhavat. No? And that sound, and it's used the word Shabda. You'll see in comparison with the Pandavas. The Shabda, the sound was terrible. Hmm? The noise was, you can better say, is, the noise was terrible. 
It also goes to show in the subtlety of how Sanjay is reporting, yeah, that there was no unison in the sound. Something chaotic was the sound. Even though terrible was the sound, there didn't seem to be one unified hmm, scale, let us say, you know, on which the sound was there. Now, while you can imagine when everybody blew their conches, the elephant started trumpeting, the horses started neighing, everybody started, you know, shouting and all the drums being beaten. And in that din and roar, look at the dramatist hmm, in Vedvyasa. You can imagine, arid between two armies and where the battle <laughs> You know, Bhagwan always at that time gives special effect. Because at that time the dust and the lightning, you know the lightning is all the things shining in that dust and all that, no? And in that din and that roar, comes in the most beautiful scene. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.